Hey, welcome to the Art Condition Podcast, a weekly show that will discuss the business, community, and often undiscussed stress and mental health concerns of being a professional artist or even a serious hobbyist. I'm Joby. I've been in the tattoo and illustration professions for 25 years. My co-host is Moose, a data analyst, social media manager, and art agent. If you enjoy the content, please consider visiting the Patreon page and the show notes to help support the effort. Or if that's not an option, please like, subscribe, leave a good review, or just share with your friends. And definitely go visit the links of our guests on this episode. Thanks for listening and have a great day. This week, we're talking to Dave and Megan. Dave is best known as Dave Cave Draws on Instagram, and Megan is known as Meganimation on Twitch. Dave has broken 100k on Instagram, and Megan has achieved partner status on Twitch. Both are very impressive feats for an artist. We're going to talk to them about what it's like working towards these achievements and what they did to keep themselves grounded while avoiding the mental fatigue of engaging large social media platforms. They're both very versatile artists with experience in a variety of fields, including comics and animation. So we dig into these industries and what it's like getting in and staying happy while doing what you love for a living. Lastly, we touch on YouTube, what the platform can and can't offer artists. There's also a fair amount of discussion regarding the finer etiquette points when getting food from a drive-thru, but you'll have to listen to find out more. So without further delay, here's the interview. I should also hit record. Oh yeah. Um, I've been really excited about this. Uh, it, leading up to any episode sometime, like after we've been doing this enough times, it, there's this momentary nervousness of like, oh, what am I going to talk to them about? And then you start thinking of questions and sometimes it can get easy to think of too many questions. And with you guys, that was a particular issue because both of you have your fingers in so many different pies. And, but that's also really exciting because I think that there's going to be a lot to talk about and keeping it under two hours is going to be tough, Uh, which means I'm going to stop talking and Megan Maybe you can start and tell us a little bit of your history, like how you got into art and where you're at today. Uh, sure. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Megan uh, Ponsavon. Um, uh, I'm a character and prop designer in the animation industry. So I've been working on like TV cartoon type shows for about five, five or six years, give or take now. Um, and, you know, like, I grew up drawing a ton, and, like, I did the kid thing where I copied, like, pictures of Pokemon and, like, Nintendo characters out of, like, the little guide booklets that came with games, or used to, sadly. <laughs> and, 
and and I loved um, animated movies like growing up. My my parents are like big into Disney stuff um, and had like posters on the walls, but I just never really like put two and two together and realized that that was like a job that people did. I just thought these things sort of just appeared out of the other or something like that. Like it was all sort of movie magic. And it wasn't really until um, like high school, and I was always interested in drawing and I would do like little like comics in the back of my school notebooks and stuff like that. And then I had a teacher, like an art teacher sort of encourage me and say like, Hey, you're good at this. You should consider this. And like had like a guest speaker from an art school come to the class and kind of tell people about careers. And that's when the light bulb kind of flipped on. I'm like, Oh wait, this is a thing that people do. You can like go to college for this. And um, that kind of, pushed me down that path. Uh, and I went to like, I guess, art school, college, but um, I actually sort of like majored in CGI animation. I thought I wanted to be like a 3D modeler animator. And after I graduated, I was like, oh, I'm bad at this. I'm not good at this. And it just, it wasn't a good fit. Like, and, and, and I, have, I have such respect for 3D artists because it's just, it's, I'm not good at it. Like it wasn't really a good fit for me. So after school, I spent like a lot of time, like quite a few years sort of noodling around like weird, odd freelance jobs here and there and kind of trying to really figure out more so what I wanted to do as an artist and like relearn a lot of stuff, you know? Very cool. <laughs> Wait, are we still? Are we there? Okay, cool. It looked like you froze for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is a, um, is I don't it know me, if any... my, me? No, it might be on my end because um, I'm getting a weird uh, pause uh, or weird delay in in everybody's video at different points. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the stream too, and it's a pretty uh, slideshow. Sometimes Dropping. that's just a thing with like OBS. Like OBS just delays any other video you're working with mm -hmm. for some reason. Yeah, it seems to smooth out, smooth back out. And, well, and then I say that and then you freeze. The audio seems to be working. And in the <laughs> long run, that's the most important part. So Dave, why don't you take it and give us the same, the same spiel? Oh, God. How did I start? get started with drawing? I, yeah. How'd um, you get into art? And man. where are you now? How I got into it? I got into it like in high school. I took like an art class it was like a it wasn't it was like a mixed media class where you just like make paper mache masks and stuff for fun like we had to like design a mask and i think i like traced a picture of like cloud from final fantasy 7 for one of my designs and everyone was like that's really cool and i was like awesome i traced it but i really like that feeling of uh <laughs> I, I got like a rush from that so i was like ooh, if i learn how to draw more people will like me more or something. So I don't know. It was a, uh, I was kind of like a loser in high school. So I was like one of those things I latched onto. I was like, Oh, cool. I should just focus on this now. So I just started to draw and my high school was, um, I was fortunate enough to have like animation classes in my high school, like 2d animation. Wow. So, um, I took one of those classes and my teacher, like recommended I go take some like figure drawing like workshops downtown in San Diego. So I started taking like figure drawing workshops 
which my parents didn't know what that was. It's if you don't know what that is, you go like draw like a nude model. So my parents didn't know what I was doing for like a few months. I don't know. But when they finally found out, they were like, whatever, that's what artists do, I guess. So <laughs> at least they yeah, were that nice kind of like it. kicked it off. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If only Twitch it was really, I mean, that. not like I was going to like a strip club either or anything or I don't know. <laughs> I, my first model was like this like 80 year old woman who was trying to do like the craziest poses too. I can remember it vividly. She was really nice. But anyway, um, so that kind of like jump started it. And then I just drew ever since I went to like out of high school. I went to Laguna College of Art and Design for a semester. And I didn't really like it, so I I dropped out after a semester. I had to like drive up there every day, so that was kind of a pain in the ass. It's like a two-hour drive from where I lived, and uh, and I don't know. I somehow ended up at Art Center at some point. Oh wait, so after Laguna, I went to Community College, and I I still I was a swimmer, so I was like really into swimming. So I kind of focused on that for a little bit, and then one of my like painting teachers was like you should go to art center and i was like cool so i went to art center all gym design in pasadena and then uh man what else oh i was a caricature artist i started working at the zoo as a caricature artist one of those people that draw like funny faces like the big funny faces and i ended up doing that for like 13 years so <laughs> Holy I crap, think that is like a way that kind of like molded my style. I don't really know what the point of all this I'm saying is, but that's that's my background. The that's end. the point, I'm man. Dave Cave draws. You, you did it. <laughs> you made it. Congratulations, man. I uh, I yeah. That's the. Uh, sorry. No, it's all good. You guys both mentioned going to college. Um, this is just a slight deviation from uh. Our, our plan here but because you both mentioned it and megan i've actually heard you talk about this a little bit on your stream and going mm -hmm. to college you know should you shouldn't you just as an aside do you what do you like in hindsight what are your guys' feelings on college and what do you what's your general answer when somebody asks should i go to college for art dave um, you want to go first i mean sorry dave, um <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough question to answer because it's hard to tell someone to like spend like a hundred thousand dollars on something you could potentially work learn on your own but um i i mean i'd say i mean you're gonna be in debt for a while <laughs> but it probably is worth it to go like it's it's better to I think it's worth it to have someone like point out what to do rather than just like read a book and like try to figure it out on your own. Like some people can teach themselves, but vast majority of people are going to like are probably going to get confused about a lot of it if when they were like reading books and they might get like discouraged after like two years and just like quit. So it is nice to have someone like like over your shoulder kind of like pointing out what to do correctly and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, art center, I mean, if you're going to choose an art school, like choose the best ones because they're all expensive as hell. <laughs> and uh, if you're going to be in debt, just go all. Yeah. Around. I mean, I've gotten like you also get connections. Yeah. Art right, center is sort of like the art center is sort of like the Mecca. 
Oh, it's it's the best. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I got uh, there's I I met a lot of connections there just from friends. Like a lot of jobs I've had after college were through like friends I met at school. So I mean, in that sense, I'd say it's worth it, and you get a lot better. Like I went into Art Center already thinking I was like the shit because I got like a scholarship to go there. So I was like, oh, dude, I'm better than everybody not gonna learn anything and uh but i still learned like a lot so you can still always learn more um you won't get a lot of sleep <laughs> the end that's it <laughs> how about you megan yeah i mean i i always tell people like art school is great but being like a hundred thousand dollars in debt isn't and you need to kind of weigh those odds and I, I would say, if you do decide that art school is a path you want to go down, be really cautious about which school you go to. Um, that just, I'm, I'm not going to name names because it's not because I, I don't have very nice things to say. But the school I went to wasn't good and is no longer in business because they weren't good. <laughs> um, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have seen some commercials like on Adult Swim at three in the morning or something. <laughs> Institute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Um don't speak their name. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> um and plus, you know, what what's really great now is like things are changing. There's so much amazing like learning education available either like online or through sort of like non-traditional like workshop type schools, you know. Um uh like my my favorite place where I've learned has been um Concept Design Academy, which is like a mm -hmm. small like like uh continuing education kind of like workshop place um actually right by art center and i know a lot of the people who teach kind of like hop back and forth teach it both um and and yeah i mean everybody has to like i think it's a hard decision you can't just tell someone go to art school or don't go to art school it depends on like your the way that you learn the sort of structure that you think you might need you, you like it's not a one size fits all solution yeah, and Joby, enough. you went to a, a continued education thing similar with uh, the Workshop Academy up in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, I I just I took one class with Paul Richards, um, and that's that's sort of been everything has been continuing education for me since I dropped out of high school. So take that for what you will. <laughs> and I mean, I, I I think that the not that I asked you guys the question now I'm talking about me, but I, I the, the sort of commonality between what you guys are saying is, you know, like having the structure is important. I think like no matter what you're doing and whether you go to art school or not, finding teachers, finding guides of some kind is, is, is crucial. That's like uh, almost more than anything. That's, that's the thing that you, that you want out of it. And I always sort of poo poo the term self-taught. There's no real actual, such a thing as self-taught self-guided is a good term but you need to guide yourself to people that can help you in that anyway um enough about art school what brings us here today is your guys's respective uh and relative level of um success is that too cheesy a way to to put it in sort of different areas of of 
social media and, and community building. Um, and to people on the outside, to you guys, you know, I'm, it's like anybody with celebrity status, <laughs> you're just like, Hey, I'm just a person. But on the outside, it's like, wow, there's some serious like accomplishments that have been made here. Uh, and Megan, not to put you on the spot again, but maybe <laughs> you can talk to us a little bit about this. Um, you recently made partner on Twitch and for an artist, that's pretty rare and it's it's difficult to do um in that it's a lot of work and so you know for that i would give you a lot you know a lot of credit it's not like you just you know walked into it um you put a Thank lot of work are. into it yeah and i you know and I, I i watched a lot of that happen um so can you tell us a, a little bit about how long congratulations by the way if i didn't say that explicitly <laughs> um can you say a little bit about like how long you've been streaming and was getting partnered a goal when you set out? Um, I started streaming in 2018. Um, and it was sort of, it was not something I really like had a plan. I like, at the beginning of 2018, I didn't even know Twitch was like a thing that existed. I'm like, what's twitch.tv? Um, and I watched a couple of other art streamers and I was like, whoa, I can, can I do this? Can anybody do this? And I just kind of sort of jumped into the deep end in the pool without any sort of plan. Maybe not the best idea, but and I just started doing a couple of streams. Like I didn't even have a, like a microphone at first. I just like played random lo-fi music and just captured my screen and, and scribbled for an hour and then turned it off. I was like, okay, thank you. Bye in the chat. And then, and then for the longest time I like didn't have a camera. I just had a mic. I was really like nervous and shy and scared. So like it becoming like a huge stream or partner was never a goal at first, but, um, and the end of um, 2019, after I've been starting to to take the stream a little bit more like seriously, consistently towards like in 2019, um, I had like not to go into specifics, but sort of like a family tragedy happen, and had to take a couple months off. And when I came back to streaming, I kind of just thought I'd be starting from like zero, like nobody, you know, I've been gone for like two months. That's that's like eons in Twitch time. Um, and I was surprised, like, how much of the community, like, came back immediately. Like, immediately we had, like, a huge stream. Lots of people were really supportive, not only to me, but my husband and my, my family and really encouraging. And I think, like, the community aspect of it is is really what pushed me to, like, want to grow our our little, like, Twitch family and, and push for that that partnership goal. Almost to, like, validate the, the way that, like... I feel towards my community and just like the way that we sort of support and validate each other. And we have like a really positive atmosphere, I think. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. um, I, <laughs> I love hearing that. It is a, a recurring theme that um, we hear a lot about, you know, the community um, and it never gets old, never gets old hearing that, you know, that, that's the thing that sort of starts binding us together is that sense of camaraderie and we're all in this together. And it was sort of inspiring for you to hear, like I was motivated and I was dri driven to do it almost as, you know, validation for all of the support that you've, you've gotten, 
rather than it being this, mm-hmm. you know, egotistical thing, which to a certain degree, it's all right. I, I you know, there's, I think there's a certain <laughs> level of ego that is acceptable and even encouraged or should be encouraged because that's, you know, why we get out of bed in the morning sometimes. I got to do shit. Anyway, that's, it's just, it's, it's cool to hear. But, um, Dave, similarly, <laughs> uh, breaking a hundred thousand followers on Instagram feels like, I don't know, my head explodes trying to comprehend that, uh, for an, for an artist. Um, <laughs> And never, never, Show us the ways. <laughs> yeah, right. Never mind breaking a hundred, <laughs> never mind breaking a hundred K. You, you're, you're, you, there's no sign of stopping. You're at 130 now. This is very impressive. How long have you been posting to Instagram? And when you started doing it, were you like, okay, got to get this follower thing going? Or were you just like, oh, fly by the seat of my pants and see what happens? Um, I think in the, well, I started my Instagram in like 2014, like the end of 2014, I think. And no, like at that point I had already been posting on the internet, like a lot for a few years, like from like the DeviantArt days and on Facebook, I was just like used to posting like sketches whenever I did them somewhere on the internet. And one of my friends was like, you should get Instagram. So I started, I got one. And uh, I was a late bloomer with like phones. I had like a flip phone for a really long time. So as soon as I got an iPhone in 2014, like that's when I got my Instagram. I thought it was a stupid, like what's Instagram? Like gram? That's a stupid <laughs> word. But I got it anyway. And um, I, there was no goal in the beginning. It was just like posting like I had always done on the internet. And... I wasn't that popular. I mean, I had a I had a decent following on like Facebook that came over, so I, I shot up to like nine hundred followers pretty like day two on Instagram, and then it stayed that way for like like until twenty eighteen, pretty much. So like four years, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I mean, there was no goal. To, I mean, obviously, the goal is to always get the most likes or whatever at that point. It was like nice to get like a lot of like 70 likes on a post. I was like, yeah. But uh I don't know, like one day randomly in 2018 I started posting like old homework assignments from Art Center and like one of them got like 2000 likes. So I was like, wow. hell yeah. <laughs> and uh I really liked that rush, so I I did it again and I got another I think the next one got like 8000 likes. I was like, damn, I'm going to keep posting these like Disney mm-hmm. face assignments. Uh-huh. And uh, that was the beginning. I just tried to replicate that from then on and uh, just kind of grew from there. Posted a lot. I was always posting every day, though, even if they got no likes. And I, don't, I would set like little goals for myself. Like I need to have each post hit a certain amount of likes at least. And I don't know. It's, it's it was all just a guessing game i was like these are getting likes so i'm just gonna do similar posts and and see how far it goes i thought it was gonna top out at like 2,000 followers and then I hit 10k pretty fast and i was like all right let's keep it going like and then 100k i don't know <laughs> yeah that... still don't really know how it happened so. <laughs> it's 
even to those that have done it, it remains a mystery. Um, <laughs> the whole Instagram game is super bizarre. Um, following up on what you were just saying, as far as, you know, posting every day and, you know, or maintaining that consistency and sort of like following the thread of what seemed to be catching people's interests. Was there anything else that you were, you were doing that you think really contributed to the success or was it all sort of like kind of hazy the whole way through until you just kept tripping and falling into the, the thing that was working? Well, I mean, when I started, when it started blowing up, I had, I was working at Legoland where I was doing caricatures and I was the, I was one of the better, not to brag, I was one of the better like sales people at Legoland. Um, and uh, my first post that blew up was like Disney faces, which was also a popular like theme people would ask for at Legoland. So I was like, oh, people like Disney. Um, so I started doing a lot of Disney. I think like I, I would focus on things that people liked basically but i also like that stuff too it was like i don't know it's like certain stuff that like i guess like engage the masses engage with on a regular basis is uh it sounds like common sense but like i was like oh people like this popular stuff so if i do it more they're gonna like it more and something with that kind of clicked so i was like i'll just tr stick with like like fan art basically is what I'm known for now. But uh <laughs> I was like, if I keep doing fan art, like people are gonna keep like coming in and following me and mm -hmm. worked out so far. So was it was it always art. was it always just content that you were that you had in mind, or did you ever do the like hashtag research and you know all uh post timing and all that kind of stuff? Um I I mean I glanced at it. <laughs> once i think but i always it always felt like it like all that stuff is just like people are just guessing about it like no one actually knows and like when i was posting stuff like it was counterintuitive to like the stuff i was reading so like, not that that stuff doesn't help but i, I was like i'm just gonna like not care and see what it's more it's cooler to like succeed when you're doing it wrong i feel like so i think there was like some of that going on in my head i was like i'm just gonna ignore all that like stuff i'm supposed <laughs> to do and see what happens and laugh at people when it when it works <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i have i don't know i'll kind of look into it every once in a while when my like likes are going down and i'm like oh god how do i get this stuff back up and no, like in the beginning, like, no, I was not paying attention to any of that stuff. I was posting at like 3 a.m. at night, which is like the worst time to post. And it was like still working. So. Well, I mean, I think that goes to show that. The biggest part of it is that the content be something that people key into and. You know, that you, you said an important thing. You, you liked it, too. And I think that that's what shows through, you know, like the fun that you're having drawing this stuff. <laughs> yeah, really... it's not just like mindless, like, oh, give me the likes. It's still like, like I have to spend time drawing this stuff. Like, I want to have fun doing right. it. So. <laughs> well, and even down to the, the content was... <laughs> I I found... Well, never mind. I'll I'll tell that story after the 
uh, after the podcast because Meg, I would like to uh, have you follow up with the similar question. Um, you know, as you were kind of going into that and taking it seriously, as you say, to really try and find that stride to find partner. Um, mm -hmm. What are the things that you think, you know, really worked in your favor as far as uh, contributing to, to that, achieving that goal? So I, I guess this sort of ties into a lot of what we talked about before between like community aspects and my, my feelings about trying to make art education a little bit more obtainable for a lot of people. And um, I think like, one, like I, it's no secret that like one of the most popular things like on my Twitch channel and always our biggest streams are like our group study nights, mm -hmm. which uh, we do every Monday. <laughs> um, yeah. um, and I, and like, since I knew that people really enjoyed those, I made a habit of doing that at least once a week. And kind of making it like a regular thing that people can look forward to every Monday night. Um, and just, I think like it's, it, I enjoyed it because it, it pushed me to study because I'm still learning and improving as an artist and still feel like I always have a long ways to go. But um, I feel like I want it to be a place where anybody could come and learn and it's never behind any sort of like paywall or it's open to everybody, you know what I mean? And I think just that sort of um, reciprocity, like it, it, the universe just sort of like pays you back in a sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. that does, is, that, is that sort of like a weird abstract answer? But I think um, that was a big part of our growth was just sort of like putting this out there and being like, hey, like this is a resource you all can use. Let's Let's learn together. Like... Yeah, when uh, Brian was on a few weeks ago, uh, maybe in a month ago, uh, he was talking about um, adding value to the people that you were marketing to, and he does exactly, uh, yeah, either through um, education or entertainment. And coincidentally, uh, it seems like the paths you both chose were one was for entertainment, focused you know through uh, uh, fan art, and the other one was focused through education, which is you know great that we have two examples here of a. Uh, them both working out yeah um and oh shoot i totally just lost my train of thought um well anyway i'll hit the you next are. question and it'll come back to me and then i'll speak <laughs> over somebody uh I, I, i'll interrupt <laughs> um dave sort of already alluded to the fact that you know that it would sort of glance at some of the information that was available or some of the you know the advice that was available but was kind of doing his own thing um but what were there um was there any specific advice you know megan that you took um or lessons that you learned along the way that um that helped that um you know, any kind of like specific advice that external sources of advice that you, you feel like really resonated with you it's it's kind of interesting because there, there's a lot of like Twitch how to advice out there, and and I've I've certainly consumed a lot of it just because I was interested, like how to grow your channel, how to get people to watch. But um, a lot of it's not very art focused, you know. Like Twitch is still primarily like a gaming platform, arguably. Um, 
and and then also a lot of the advice i just it's maybe it's the kind of the same as you dave you like read this advice you're like oh that makes sense but i don't want to do it like everyone says like you should stream earlier and like start a youtube channel and i'm like oh i don't have time to do that i i have a job mm. i can't <laughs> i don't want to get up at like five in the morning um it's like once you I, start so, uh, sorry let me just like yeah yeah go ahead <laughs> It's like once you start following that stuff, it like weirdly starts to feel like a job all of a sudden. You're like, oh, oh right. someone else is telling me like how to do this now. It's like it's more fun to figure yeah. it out for yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, and right. I think what like a, like a thing that people latch onto, at least me, like what I love in watching an artist on any platform like Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, whatever, is like like the most authentic version of themselves. And if you start like following someone else's advice, you're not really being true to yourself anymore i think your audience will tell if you're kind of like fake faking it no, nobody nobody wants to watch someone who's like fake <laughs> yeah well i love fake I'm just having, <laughs> having that in having that in mind you know as far as it, advice being barely worth the the paper that it's printed on um is is there anything that you would want to tell yourself looking back? You know, like Dave, what do you think? Would there be any sort of like shortcuts that you could, you know, if you could travel back in time and talk to baby Dave about any of this, would there be anything that you, you would want to let them know? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe I could have like noticed the uh, like, Maybe way back in like 2014, I could have like, like pushed it a little more like with the, cause back then it was just like random scribbles from my sketchbook, but I wasn't really caring with how, I didn't care how other people thought about my art. I, I guess I would have, uh, I don't know. I would just tell myself to do the stuff I'm doing now back then pretty much like just start doing I could have it always done this stuff, like, <laughs> right. I don't know. That's fair. I did remember what the thing was that I lost track of. Um, Megan, you said that the universe will sort of pay you back and you sort of mm -hmm. uh, downplayed it a little bit. Like, well, that's kind of like abstract or whatever. And it, it, <laughs> just in that moment, it kind of it occurred to me that I don't know if it it is abstract, but I think that it is a good way of describing the in all of the invisible connections that are made when you know you're doing something like this where there's a lot of people involved there's no like one thing that you can point to like okay here is the thing that made x happen it's so many things that are just kind of like mixing together there really is this universe of things that you know they don't have a linear countable aspect to them so it kind of has to be described in this abstract terminology and so i don't know in that way i think it's a great term the universe pays you back when you really put in the effort and people can really see it then you get what you put into yeah i guess i would just want to add real quick in that mm -hmm. regard it's also like i feel like with any sort of success i've found with like my channel i can't even take all the credit because it's like it really is like a community thing it's like so many great people who show up every week like our amazing like uh mods who 
help me figure out everything because when it comes to the more technical aspect, I'm, I'm an absolute mess. <laughs> um, and like the support of even like my, my spouse um, and just like friends and people around me, it's, it, it takes a village a little bit, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, so I, I don't even feel like I can take all the credit. Like, it's not just me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, maybe I'll have you follow up on that. You can kind of in, in that frame of mind, there are people a lot. I mean, lots of people probably that dream about having large followings on Instagram and being partnered on Twitch and thinking that, if they're if they hit this number or if they achieve this goal smooth sailing from from there on out is it that simple yes <laughs> <laughs> um i i remember like being at a party like kind of drunk and being like if you hit 10 grand followers like you'll be successful which is totally wrong by the way <laughs> but, uh, um yeah I'd, I'd say it's it's a good thing to shoot for but it's like one of those things like to not i have to like not care about it in the beginning because then you'll just drive yourself insane when you're like not getting any views for like four years like i don't know i think the thing to focus on is just like have like just have fun with it but also just be kind of like strict about it like have a bare minimum like for Instagram, you have to post every day, which is a lot. Like, <laughs> like if you have like a bare minimum of like, oh, maybe just like a face today, like a 10 minute face, like it's actually not too hard and like still not care at that point. And then when it starts popping off, maybe then start like looking more into it, like start studying, being like, okay, why did people like this post more than that post? Like, that's when you should start like maybe like forcing it a little more, but like up until then just, just have fun. Don't drive yourself insane. Cause world sucks anyway. Like just <laughs> live life. I don't know. <laughs> like an added stress you don't want. <laughs> yeah. Megan, what do you think? Do you have any, any thoughts on, you know, your, your perspective now that you have quote made it, <laughs> you have uh i mean you know. i i mean in the grand scheme of things i think i'm still like, relative to twitch as a whole like a pretty small streamer and i don't have mm -hmm. like a massive following you know on on like other platforms yet um i don't know it's 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 like interesting because because if i said like it's not important to me it's not a goal i care about like honestly that that would be a lie it it is nice to like like you said, like see that growth and feel like, oh, people are like paying attention to my stuff and that like dopamine feeling. But then at the same time, um, I, I feel like it really depends on what your goals are as an artist and how you define success and, and what path you want to go down. Because I don't know how much social media really has like a significant bearing on on some of the the, the other, like my day job like off stream work that i do um it's like they're almost very separate things and i know in the industry like that we that we work in like some just amazing artists like so just like so good 
like I'm jealous, like jaw dropping, you know, skills. And they're just like not on social media at all, you know? So it's like, like numbers don't necessarily like, I don't, you know what I mean? It's hard to describe. It's also hard to say, it's hard to say without uh, like telling your, uh, your supporters that they don't matter. Right. But you're not saying that at all. It's just a matter of, it's hard to say the numbers don't matter. The people matter, but the numbers don't. I'm saying that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's how Dave gets them to keep coming back. You don't matter. (laughs) Well, has there been, that's weird. Like you'll see, you'll see like artists that are like, favorite like adam hughes one of my favorite artists of all time i have more followers than him doesn't make any sense like (laughs) i don't know yeah like people that have worked on like you know like into the spider verse like 20 followers you know yeah so (laughs) like it's definitely not the like I had to take this route because I was getting no other jobs. So it, it worked out like it worked out in my case, but it's not the only way to succeed as an artist, like by any means. Mm-hmm. Like the first thing should be to like, yeah, just be a good artist and like apply for all the jobs and stuff. Then, yeah, you don't have to focus on social media like at all. I do though. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so on, on with that, I, with that idea of, of jobs focusing on getting the jobs and you know one of you had sort of mentioned about the social media thing and and the twitch thing it can start to feel like a job in itself has there been any you know positive financial benefit or you know like a can can you quantify a material value that has you know returned to you as a result of you know some of the accomplishments that you guys have I've found and Megan, can you go first? Uh, I mean, yeah, definitely. It's, it's become like, you know, a, a, I, you know, a portion of my income that I factor in and it's been really helpful, especially during, you know, the aforementioned like family mm-hmm. stuff and COVID and mm-hmm. surprise bills. And <laughs> sometimes um, my, my field of work is uh, not, I mean, it's not always like full-time stable, you know, so it's it's a nice, I guess, like kind of safety net or little extra like safety cushion. It's um, been very helpful. (laughs) Thank you all. (laughs) uh, We, uh, I adopted my my cat because (laughs) stream subs paid for him. (laughs) Stream bought me my cat. Thank you, stream. Stream. Uh, well that's yeah that's <laughs> that, that paid for the price of admission right there <laughs> that's awesome yeah <laughs> um well dave for you the 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 same question but sort of like leading into something else as well um instagram is notoriously hard on people leaving um like they they don't want people to leave and they're kind of doing everything that they can to keep people on instagram and looking at instagram uh have you found it difficult at all for to get people from your instagram to other platforms that you're on oh yeah (laughs) instagram is easily like my i have the most followers there and then every one of my other platforms are like way like they don't even come close 
to be fair, I'm not really promoting them at all. So I don't know. I mean, I did like a merch drop like two weeks ago and it went, it actually went like really well, but that's because I was promoting it for like a week <laughs> and it ended up being really, really good. So I think if you do it the right way, I think that's just a myth, honestly. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's just like one of those myths that maybe exists. Like maybe, maybe if you promote your Patreon, like they'll put the kibosh on your account. But mm. there's plenty of accounts out there that are just like promoting their Patreon like front and center, and they're doing fine. So okay, well, I, I can, don't know. Who knows? I can uh, jog in here a little bit because I helped uh, Steve Sketches get his account up to a uh, 75k, which isn't quite 130k, but it's something. And uh, he actually made zero dollars from his Instagram account. Like he didn't get any commissions. He didn't. He got like uh, I think it was like two or three Patreons, and that was it. And uh, the click-through rate for uh, any link that he put out there, whether it was um, a story that had the swipe up or whatever. It was about two for every 2,000. So it was an incredibly small amount to actually get people off of your Instagram. So you have to have a giant following to get anybody to go through anywhere. That was my experience. But you've been able to make a career out of it, so you've been doing something more successfully than we did. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, tough. Um, I, I can't imagine, it, like, I definitely got lucky. And I, I can, like, from my caricature experience i can like close deals pretty well i guess like whenever like someone is interested in a commission i can usually like convince them to like go through with it so i feel like that's a definitely a skill you need which by the way just be nice to people that's all it is like <laughs> spell things out for them on to have a nice day like it's just common like common sense stuff that I guess a lot of people don't know. Dude, I go to like drive throughs all the time, like McDonald's, and they just like hand you your food and like say nothing. They just like stare at you. Say, have a nice day. Elise, <laughs> thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> people in the chat, can I McDonald's? It, it's like all the time now. To, so, to, anyway, to be fair, that's a two way street, though. <laughs> Oh, well, linger on that for a moment because to be We're fair, it's definitely a two-way it's definitely a two-way street where you should also be nice to your your drive-through host or hostess cuz I'm sure they get shit on a lot and maybe the reason that they stop saying have a nice day is because people are spitting on their face so many times. Uh-oh. Do you think about that, Dave? Did you think You're about like that? You're like the robot over there. Like- <laughs> you're cutting out like <laughs> yeah well, I, dude it's not that i'm like not nice to them it's just like also if it's gonna take a while to give me my food at least <laughs> tell me like hey it's gonna take a minute or two don't just not say anything and have me like sit there wondering where anybody is you know okay fair enough fair enough back in my day they taught us to say thank you have a night just you know anyway keep going keep going <laughs> well um megan what do you do you feel a a, a sense of crossover you know or a, a, an easy flow sort of between the multiple projects that yeah, you what's have your take on, on drive throughs <laughs> and the different platforms that you um, that you use shout, shout out to the the drive through 
window person the other day who, um, when I accidentally left my credit card there and then drove back later, they gave it to me and there were no fraudulent charges. So thank you. (laughs) Very cool. (laughs) The actual heroes. Word. Um, my area. Maybe they just don't like my <laughs> they they follow me and they don't like my stuff. So oh there's this guy again. Um <laughs> I guess but if we're talking about like trying to get people from like one platform to another, I, I don't I don't know a lot about how that is or how that works. And admittedly, I'm actually like super terrible at cross promoting like i never post like hey i'm going live like on on twitter or instagram and usually just because i completely forget to but also sometimes it's also like i get really in my own head about it like oh man well i don't want to like pester people i you know it it just like i don't want to bother them they're busy like (laughs) but and and personally like i just try to think about maybe my own like user experience like i i don't super enjoy following people on twitter who all they do is post i'm going live tweets and stuff like i usually just post my own art there and like chat with that and socialize and like chat with other artists there and then i feel like if someone's genuinely interested in checking out your stream you know they'll just hey I, i i saw the link in your profile like I don't really like cross promote unless it's like a big thing, like a like a, we're doing like a charity stream or like a big special like holiday thing or um from like trying to promote my my comic or something like that, you know. And I As think a- like if, or sorry, I was just gonna say like I feel like um if you're talking about earlier when like someone's swipe up links had really low engagement or something like. Again, I'm not very experienced this, so this could just be my own personal like anecdotal evidence. But I feel like if you do something like that too often, it makes people less interested. It's kind of like mm-hmm. crying wolf in a way. They're like, oh, whatever, you do that all the time. It's normal. It's not like a big deal. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, it was just a that was a very rare thing for him. But uh, oh. what I was gonna say to you is. Um, one way to think about it is that these people are following you because they want to see your stuff and they might feel bad if they miss a stream because uh, they didn't see a going live announcement on uh, Twitch or they didn't see it on your discord or something. So that's uh, one way. Like it's one of those more cake situations, right? Where they, they're not being annoyed <laughs> by you providing them cake. They're like, yay, I got to eat cake. Yeah. That, that is the way I should think about it. But you know, imposter <laughs> syndrome brain. <laughs> be that way (laughs) um yeah do the (laughs) the negative effects um let's get let's get dreary for a second (laughs) what's the um what are the downsides no i mean there's the the big document the very popular documentary that just came out um social network you know and there's a lot of social dilemma that, that, that was the Facebook movie, Social Network. <laughs> anyway, um, so it's a conversation, you know, a lot of recent conversation about the negative aspects of um, overuse of social media. Dave, if you want to start, have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt the like, 
you know, you talked about it becoming work before. Have you ever just felt like really drugged down by it and sort of like, how do you, what have you done to kind of snap out of that? Um, uh, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I mean, it's weird. Cause I'm like on my phone less now than I ever have been before. Like before I was always checking like, Oh, did I get likes? But now it's like, I'm getting likes. I don't have to check my phone anymore. I actually kind of make it a habit to like leave my phone like on the hallway now also. So I like screen time is down to like 30 minutes a day. I'm pretty proud of that. Holy shit. It used to be like eight hours or something crazy. <laughs> um, neg- negativity. What was the rest of the question? What was the? Well, just any like- negative side effects from experiencing success on social media. Uh, sure they're there i don't know i can't think of any right now i mean it can get like tough to again like posting every day it's i don't post one day i'll be you do get that thought like oh no one's gonna follow me and like i'm gonna lose all my followers from this one day of not posting which never happens uh kind of like it's like paranoia you get like a weird paranoia almost or if like one of your posts like underperforms you have a post that gets like 20,000 likes and the next one gets like 2,000. Like, oh, everybody hates me now. Cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. So, there, But it's always like a second of, it's like two minutes of that. And then it's like, oh, whatever. It's just, whatever. I'll just go outside and get some McDonald's and yell at the drive-thru. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> oh, I think there, I think there is some animosity here with the drive-thru. Like, you, you, it's really really dude deep, i man. hate it when like because man i hate it when i get home and like i've told them like they know me they know my order and i get home and they still get my order wrong sometimes <laughs> i don't check i'm so terrible at like check anyway you could talk for hours about drive throughs we're gonna have you back on the podcast just for a, a drive through conversation the 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 real talk though is that you seem pretty teflon about all of this like I'm trying to come up with depressing shit to, for you to be like all morose and sad about something and nothing is sticking. You, uh, is there, is there some, <laughs> how can we be more like you, Dave? Are you going to, can we have you do some like guided meditation on like how people can just sort of like slough it off and not let it become burdensome? Well, I mean, I mean, the burden is there. This is like my life. Like I have no free time and like my, <laughs> I run like 10 miles a day. That's my meditation. Okay. I already ran five today, running five later. Um, and that really helps me like get all the negative thought. I, I Like I've noticed like while I'm on these runs, that's when I'm like going over these like negative thoughts in my head. And by the end of the run, they're like gone. So hiking or something every day. <laughs> there you go. Like treating it all like a, some sort of like competition not not like a like i'm better than this guy but it's more like a like i'm gonna i don't know it's like a personal challenge sort of thing it makes it not as tough somehow like i'm gonna do seven drawings this week if i do all seven of those then hooray for me and you do that over and over again for the rest of your life um i don't, I don't know it's just got to get through it man it's if you want to be an artist it's rough <laughs> you're going to get rejected a lot 
going to suck for a long time. You just got to suck it up and get better. Don't be a whiny bastard about it. I don't know. <laughs> this is going to no, be I'm not my... saying, like, we're all trying to get better. We all think we suck. Like, we're all still trying to get better. And uh, I don't know. There's something, like, freeing about that. Like, once you've made it, kind of, I mean, I'm not going to say I've made it, but like, it's still, like, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Keep going. Next question. <laughs> I just want to like add on that really quick. Yeah. Like the whole like we all feel like that thing is so true. And you, you have to remember it. Like when people sort of say, like, oh, I don't feel confident. Does this feeling go away? I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Welcome to the club. <laughs> this is this is the rest of your adult life. Get get used to it. And I feel like just knowing that that's normal. Like it's don't feel like you're weird for feeling that way. That's totally normal. The 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 more I like like every year, the more I think about it. I think if somebody never felt like a lack of confidence in their art at any point in time, that would be weird. Mm. I would think that person was maybe a sociopath. <laughs> like mm. the the lack of confidence is absolutely normal. <laughs> so Dave is running a marathon every day. Is there anything that you do to keep yourself above it? Or to help lift yourself above it? Um, I yeah, exercise. I, I wish I was running more. Sadly, not not a lot right now because of you know everything going on in the world. But yeah, I try to like lift some weights at home, do some exercising at home. I like Ring Fit a lot. <laughs> the video game. Um, but I, I admire your your lack of screen time and like your work life balance. I I definitely haven't achieved that. That's something I've really like struggled with this year. I think. Well, you can substitute like screen time for uh, working for cat time. Get some extra purrs in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Throw my back and forth across the apartment. <laughs> yeah, thirty minutes a day, man. That's. Kudos on that. That's an accomplishment I mean, it's, in itself. It varies. I think it's average thirty minutes, but like, there's definitely like some days where it's like two hours. But yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, well, shit. If you break an hour, I mean, that's <laughs> that's still you're under you're under three, and I don't. That's that's uh, pretty pretty cool, man. So um, uh, Meg, I did want to ask. Uh, with, are there any negative uh, side effects to streaming on Twitch? Because um, I know like the, the art community is generally pretty nice, but have you had any issues with like, trolls or overzealous fans or anything? Yeah, I mean, we get pretty typical like Twitch trolls sometimes, and usually just we're pretty strict about just banning them pretty immediately. Um, shout out again to the mods, make my life easier. <laughs> um. Nothing too crazy in terms of, yeah, like that. Um, the only, I, I, and I hesitate to call it like an, a negative thing. I, I guess like kind of like how, like Dave, you said you feel like, like a lot of pressure to post on Instagram every day. And if you miss a day or if one gets less, you're like, oh, everybody hates me or something. I, I feel like really really bad and like guilty when i miss a stream even if i'm just like genuinely really not feeling well or just not feeling it and i should just take 
the time off and relax i i really like guilt trip myself about it and i'm always like sorry sorry and everybody's like no it's fine it's fine go sleep mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're the ones telling me like no it's fine and i'm like it's not fine <laughs> and it's it's hard to like yeah sometimes get out of your own head in that sense i think the trick to that is um what put yourself in your viewer's shoes if someone that you liked watching stream was having a bad day and or was sick and they didn't stream how much would you hold that against them and it's not very much yeah of course <laughs> oh there's no logic behind it like yeah. you, know, you take like three days you're like i'm gonna take a vacation for three days it's not a vacation <laughs> you're still <laughs> thinking about it like it, it doesn't you're always thinking about it i don't know <laughs> it the yeah it's mental work like you're always like kind of jumping through these hoops in your mind and anytime you just like i just want to read a book or play a game or or go on a walk or go do something for myself like guilt tripping yourself about every second you're not working is really bad but i'd be lying if i you know said i haven't done it (laughs) yeah it's one thing to know that uh you shouldn't feel so bad about something, but getting finding a trick to talk yourself into actually feeling that you shouldn't that you don't feel bad about it is a totally different game. I don't actually. I'm not. I'm not like getting down about it. By the way, it's just like something that's like there. You're like, oh, I could be posting, but I'm doing. I'm over here instead. So it's not like I'm like, oh, a life because everyone hates me. Or, I don't know. It's just like. Maybe I could do that. I don't know. It's not like as bad as I made it sound, or maybe I don't know. I mean, it can get bad sometimes, but I think anybody listening to this, I think anybody <laughs> listening to this will will have a hard time seeing you as anybody that stays mopey for too long. <laughs> Sorry, May. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah. It's it, it's more just like it's like a little voice in the back of your head that you can't turn off, right? That that's the way I would describe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, it can get sort of loud. I don't, I don't know. I, th- I think a lot of this comes down to, to disposition. Um, Dave and I would be very different in that regard where I, I do get <laughs> I do get mopey. And my wife has to kind of slap me around sometimes. So thank God for her <laughs> helping me out. Um, but ha- for uh, either of you guys, but Dave, maybe you can go first. Um, you, know, you both have like, very strong like recognizable uh styles i guess you know um it it i can sort of tell you know both of your guys's work but do you guys ever feel um pigeonholed or painted into a corner to keep doing the thing that's been working really well for you and maybe also or do you feel dissuaded from trying new things or like branching out into different styles or different subject matter um yeah <laughs> that's why i started another instagram account called dave cave exists go follow it. um yeah it, it does feel i mean it's i like doing the stuff i'm posting but it does feel like if i post something like totally different like it's usually it doesn't get as much as te- attention it's like very obvious so it's like mm-hmm. oh i'll just stick with like if i want to keep my it's like thinking of it as a business almost it's like you know like mcdonald's isn't going to be like oh we're going to stop serving burgers we're going to serve like chinese food or something 
one day and then we'll go back to burgers the next day and then we'll go to like hot dogs another day no you gotta like people have to know what they're coming to your place for so it's like it's i don't feel pit maybe i mean it's pigeonholed a little bit but it's like it's it's kind of like the name of the game i don't know my my i benefit from uh staying in that pigeonhole so <laughs> pigeonhole so a good place to be <laughs> then i can always do my side stuff and on my other account where other people still see it and i that you know i still get my fix of likes <laughs> so a lot of your uh pieces are you know attractive women fan art basically from a subset of franchises out there do you ever get tired of drawing those uh, those characters and still feel compelled to draw more because they like Raven or they like uh, Chun Li. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to show my account to like, like my parents' friends when they're like, "Oh, my son's an artist." Like, like, what do you do? And I'm like, "Oh, um, it's just like sketch, I, comic book, whatever, comic book art." Like, <laughs> um. Yeah, it doesn't really get too boring. I don't know. I think it just comes, like, I again, working at, like, Legoland and doing caricatures for so long, we were pretty much drawing, like, the same thing over and over again for 13 years again. So I'm, I'm kind of just, like, used to it. It's not that I, like... And, I mean, and I, again, I do run, like, 10 miles a day. That's just boring. But I'm used to getting through... I'm, like, training myself to get through the boring and mundane so even if i am feeling that way about a piece of art like i can still get through it and once it's done it's done and they don't take that long either so it's just like if i'm being tortured by one of my drawings which is not a lot probably making this sound terrible <laughs> i like what i'm doing um but if i if i am feeling that way it's it's like an hour of my day so <laughs> it ends quickly what about you, Meg? Do you? And I would say, I mean, there's some, there's a benefit to that because, like, a lot of uh, you get like illustration jobs. Sometimes you get like an assignment that you don't want to do at all, and you still have to like power through it and make it look good. So I look at it as training for like that. I mean, I do backgrounds for Meat Canyon. Sometimes I have to like paint a table, mm. and it's like not that fun. So <laughs> <laughs> you have to like it and get it done. So. <laughs> Meg, you mentioned that uh, educational stuff was your uh, mm -hmm. builder of community thing. Do you ever get tired of uh, doing educational stuff on stream? It's or whether it's the same uh, exercises over and over again, or just being you know on for the educational part. Um, every once in a while, yeah. I think what helps me kind of avoid that feeling is is I like switch up the topics pretty frequently. So we kind of hop between like drawing and painting, like figures, environments, animals, whatever, all sorts of stuff. Cause yeah, if I did the same thing every week, I, I would definitely start to get really tired of it. <laughs> um, and then, you, you know, I don't, everybody says like, Oh, you have a style. It's very like we can discern, but I, I don't feel like, I've never really felt like I had a pretty like a solidly defined art style. So I don't I don't feel super at least with my personal like online work and stuff like confined by 
style with what I do. And I feel pretty free to experiment. And I post really inconsistently, totally different things when it comes to Instagram and stuff like that. Maybe it's not the smartest way to grow, but yeah, I, I know that I would completely lose attention span if I were, if I were like just doing like the same thing over and over and over again with my, um, like day job type stuff. Sorry. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. It, it, sometimes no, it's I'm not drawing things that are fun. Sometimes it's just like really boring props. Like a tell, like I, I don't know how many times I've had to draw like a telephone and a receiver in the past two months. I'm like, please no more phones, but, um, <laughs> it, it's fine. It's, you know, it's like, I try to push myself to, to like learn the style of the thing I'm working on and, and make it fun in its own way. Just get through it put on a good like podcast in the background just power through it kind of turn my brain off yeah, you kind of find ways to make it interesting but like you can change like for me i change yeah. like little things like lighting like oh cool yeah it's drawing something differently now but it's like the same thing <laughs> little ways to make it different the lighting on yeah, the, the totally. thing that you're drawing or the lighting in your environment in my eyes and all over <laughs> in the drawing in the drawing and okay. stuff obviously <laughs> dude drawing in different environments is that's cool too like maybe draw mm. in the kitchen one of these days like it's like a venture i don't know <laughs> do some plain air painting yeah <laughs> just kidding <laughs> yeah uh, before we switch topics, uh, I do want to circle back to the educational stuff with Meg. Uh, have you considered like doing any? Oh, oh no! This, hap this happens sometimes. Moose gets, <laughs> moose gets dropped. Have you considered doing any? Dot dot dot. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I need to know. Just kidding, NSA. <laughs> He'll come back in a second, and right, it's fine. Uh, but Meg, have you considered doing any uh, skillshare classes or Gumroad uh, tutorials? So you can just do what you do with your uh, community, but also uh, make it as a source of revenue. I don't, I don't know. I, I've like thought about it, um, but I feel like what, and the other reason why I think I enjoy like the group study thing and why I don't get um, like tired out by it is I don't really feel like it's like a like a class type setting where I'm like first do this, didn't do that. Like it's more like a group, you know. Like I, I'm sure that you had this in the very in the art school that you you went to, Dave, where you would just have like, um, uh, like when when they would just have an open figure drawing session that wasn't instructed. They're just like you know open a studio from you know four to eight, come and go as you please, stay as long as you like. I. And it's just sort of like a collaborative study environment, but nobody's really like leading per se. I, I feel like it's a little bit more like that. And that's what makes it a little bit less stressful for me because I don't always feel like the confidence to be like, I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. <laughs> like, Because um, then, then I'll be like, oh no, they'll realize that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Maybe. thoughts with myself. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, anyway, sorry, long-winded answer, but Gumroad, Skillshare, stuff like that. I, maybe someday. I don't know. Maybe. Not anytime soon. <laughs> well, switching Tomorrow. gears, switching gears um, <laughs> a little bit. Um, 
know, we talked at the beginning about, you know, how you guys are sort of into a, a, a lot of different things and make your, your main focus is, is animation. You work in the, in the animation industry. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what your process was like getting your foot into that door? Um, so after the college and not really knowing what I wanted to do and like noodling around for a couple of years and stuff, um, I started working in like, um, mobile, like social games, that type of stuff doing, I, it was actually primarily in illustrator, which is funny. Cause I, I don't touch illustrator almost at all anymore. Um, like kind of like in-game like graphic sprites for sort of like top down you know like um it, it, like city builder mm -hmm. little phone app type of games you know what i mean um stuff like that and i worked at a couple places doing that for a few years and it was like it was a good job you know people there were cool and stuff and then when that but um I kept getting like I worked at two studios that basically eventually laid everybody off and shut down. So it just wasn't really like lasting. Um, and then at that time, like I'd always wanted to get into animation originally. And we had moved to Southern California at that time because I'm originally from uh, Arizona, the Southwest. There's no, you know, animation jobs out there really. Um, and since we had already lived out here, or since we had moved to Southern California, I wanted to kind of give that maybe a go again and just started like reworking my portfolio, taking like workshops, uh, going to conventions, trying to like connect with other artists online on Twitter, stuff like that. And eventually I got a contract job at like a, a really small uh, non-union studio. Shout out to Oddbot awesome crew there um and it was just supposed to be for a month and at the end of the month they're like hey do you want to stay another month we have some more work for you and then at the end of that month they're like do you want to stay for three more months and then i had eventually worked there for like two years and they're like oh yeah i guess you're like a permanent employee now <laughs> 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 and that, yeah so and i worked with the, that was sort of like my entryway into animation i always say that i kind of snuck in the, the back door um because I, I had worked there for quite a few years before I ever got contacted by kind of like a bigger studio. Is it really competitive, the the field in general? Uh, yeah, I would say yes, it is. It's very competitive, but it's also very collaborative. And I think it's like, I don't know how to describe this. It's a, it's like a healthy competition. It's not like you're actually antagonistic, sabotaging each other, cutthroat, like maybe some other industries. Like it's kind of like a, a like a wholesome anime rivalry where when hmm. your your rival wins, you don't you're like, oh, but I wish you the best type of thing. And everybody's kind of got each other's back because it's project based. And you know that like when you like you want to like when you work with someone in the past, then you might in a couple of years time be like, Hey, I, I, I need a job. Do you know anyone hiring? And you all kind of like help each other out a bit. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, uh, sorry, or sorry, I was just going to add one more thing. It, it's definitely very competitive, but I feel like it's an industry that's, that's experiencing a, a good amount of like growth because of all like 
streaming platforms and stuff like that. COVID. Mm. That too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no. Speaking, speaking of that exact thing, Dave, I, you've started venturing into that yourself and um, you haven't put out a lot of animated work yet, but I know you've talked a, a bit about wanting to, to do more. Do you feel drawn to it as just a hobbyist pursuit or do you have plans on something, you know, more long-term getting more professional about it? Um, right now it's definitely just a hobby because I, I've done two animations, but I would not wouldn't want to like insult other animators by saying I'm an animator. It's like two frames. It's like, but like I don't know. But I mean, it. I mean, it seems like animation on YouTube's coming, making a big comeback. Um, and uh, everyone's at home now because there's a second lockdown in San Diego, at least. So I, I feel like I'm not gonna like. I'm back at the beginning, right? I'm like, I, I want to have fun with it, but if it starts like popping off, like then I'll probably start focusing on it more and trying to like monetize it somehow. But it's hard though, because like it takes so long. Like even even my stuff, it's like it took me like two weeks for like thirty seconds of animation. So That's it's it's <laughs> hard to like. <laughs> and it wasn't good. Meg's over way. here, like, damn, that's quick. <laughs> It's not like, well, like, I don't know. It's not like illustration where you're like, oh, I'll just like sketch out something and hopefully it's good. It's like, no, you got to like put time into it. So like, I don't know. I, I would want it to become something, but it's like, it's, it's a lot of work up front and I would have to ignore a lot of other like projects and it's tough. Meg, what was your um, visceral uh, immediate reaction to the timeline? Like, Oh, well, I, I guess I just wanted to, like, clarify. Like, I, I, I personally, I don't think I'm, like, the best animator. I'm super rusty at it. I do, like, more, like, pre-production design, and then someone someone else who's better at it animates <laughs> after me. Yeah, I'm, I'm super slow at it myself as well. Also, by the way, <laughs> it's, like, not, like, not fun. Drawing, like, you. eight drawings for, like, one step it's it's more like it's cool to see it after it's all done but like actually mm. working on it you're like oh i gotta like color like a thousand drawings now like cool <laughs> there was my next two yeah weeks. i i enjoy like the rough like the pencil but then yeah once you have to clean it and color it then it's then it's work <laughs> and then it's like oh my god yeah so you gotta find the fun right find uh what parts you yeah. enjoy and then make a career out of that if you can <laughs> uh, you have to like real like honestly like try it like it's <laughs> like you have to just like wanna do it really <laughs> it's like wanting to run a marathon like you have to wanna it's not fun to run a marathon at all well this is I, it's fun after you finish it's a fun story you can be like i did that like that's the fun part <laughs> yeah the the, anyway. I, the the idea of fun is, is an interesting one um, I actually used to do marathon cycling. Um, and so like long distance on your bike for 12 hours at a time. And when I would tell people this, they'd be like, why would you do that? That, that doesn't sound like any fun. And 
what you're saying is true. It's not fun, but there's this accomplishment. And I, you, you, you said the very much the same thing, you know, like the end product is cool. You like seeing it when it's done. And that's sort of the, the thing, like everything up until that is sort of like this mental game that you play with yourself to overcome the obstacle and the hardship and, you know, all of the, the things that you have to get through, but it's that process itself that you kind of have to like almost fall in love with in order to, to get that, that payoff at the end. So I don't know, is that, if that may even make sense, but yeah, I, uh, I mean, it's, it requires discipline and I take pride in like the discipline I have to be able to do this stuff. So is that like, it's not, yeah, it's not all about fun and games. Sometimes it's just like, just have to do it. Or even just, or even just kind of like reframing what the the meaning of the word fun means, and that uh, oftentimes people think of fun as something sort of like vapid and empty, just like passive entertainment that you just sit there and have pushed into your eyeballs, and then you like laugh or cry or whatever. But then there's this other kind of fun. I don't know if we want to put it in quotation marks, but it's this active, like driving effort that you have to put into something, and that's when people are like. Oh, that, that sounds like a lot of fucking hard work and you're just beating yourself up. That doesn't sound like fun, but I don't know. Um, I, I wanted to maybe uh, have a little go back to that idea of like lessons learned that we talked about before with like the, the social media and the Twitch platform. Um, as far as like getting into, you know, the the world that you work in, Meg, were there any big lessons in hindsight that you would want to impart to newcomers or the less experienced? Um, I don't know. Like, it's like, I don't know if I really would have done anything differently. I, I just wish, and, and I think like going into it, I didn't really understand the differences between different like job roles in a production. I just wish I would have understood that a little bit better, but other than that, yeah, I don't know. I think it was just like, I was still, and I still am like kind of learning and improving as an artist. And I think it was the path that just was good for me at that time. Cause a lot of like, like, oh man, I wish I could like work on this show, like jobs I was applying for and just getting constant strings of rejections. Like looking back at it now, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I was, of course I was getting rejected. Cause I just wasn't ready. I wasn't like at that skill level yet. So I'm I'm happy that I was able to take a route that helped me kind of like learn along the way and stuff, you know. But it's still good that you were applying for those positions, even if you weren't uh, qualified for them in hindsight, because you got to have that mm -hmm. uh, spirit to try and fail in order to succeed ever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I always tell people like it, like if you're applying for animation jobs, like a, a string of constant rejections is not bad and totally normal even for like experienced people and it doesn't mean that you're bad it just means that you're not a good fit for that particular project because every project has really specific needs I i'm sure it's the same with like you know like um any sort of freelance illustration you might you guys might do as well you do like they're like oh we love your work you're just not a good fit for this particular project but we have this other thing you know exactly you never know and it's hard it's hard like it's it, you have to learn how to like try not to take feedback like that too personally and like 
keep a little bit of like safety padding between like your self-worth as a person and like your artistic like skills and not like judge your, not be like, Oh, I'm, like everyone hates me. Cause you get like a rejection letter. <laughs> you never know. Some of these rejection letters might be uh, actually really nice and complimentary. And then you feel good about <laughs> yourself even after being rejected. Uh, there is one artist who um, applied to work for Moon Studios for Ori in the Blind Forest. They were literally hoping for a nice rejection letter because they were feeling down about themselves. And they end up being hired for the job as a background illustrator for the, uh, for the project. So you never know. Yeah. I, one, one place I've worked at, I'll say that um, they contacted me about a job and they uh, they sent me an art test, which is sort of which is a normal thing in the animation industry to do like a little test first. And I was like, oh, I was so excited! I was excited to work there. I was feeling really good about that test. I finished it. I turned it in early. Immediate rejection. They didn't like my test at all. And I was like, oh man! <laughs> like, and it was a real like kind of like punch in the gut. And then the same studio contacted me about six months later for another test on a different project which I was really interested in. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh, but I really, like I messed up the last one. I was feeling really down about it. So I just spent longer on it. I tried my best. I like handed it back in. It was sort of just like, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. They're probably not going to like it. And then I ended up getting that job. So yeah. And it was like, I liked that job a lot. <laughs> it was a fun project. Are so you, you, ne you never know. Yeah. Are you allowed to say what it was? Or is it still NDA? Uh, I it, it's yeah i'm <laughs> sorry <laughs> that was an acceptable answer it's totally fine <laughs> i mean it's it's something like people know i've worked on but i don't want to say like about the behind the scenes process so i'm not gonna say names yeah do you have plans to stay in the the field that you're that you're working in now or do you think about going freelance or in a different direction at some point I don't know. Um, maybe in the future, I just uh, like honestly, like it's it's like I just hate doing my own taxes and stuff. Like I enjoy being like like just getting a W two, <laughs> like a like direct deposit, <laughs> like really normal, boring things. I, I like the stability right now, and I like like the community and the people I work with. But maybe in the future, I'd like to to focus more on like personal stuff. Sure. Fair enough. Uh, you're, I, you're also both doing <laughs> some work with, uh, comics and, uh, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. That's sort of your main focus at the moment, right? Is, uh, freelancing comic work. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't no? know if it's a focus. But yeah. I've done some freelance comic work. <laughs> Well, you, so I know that I know you're currently involved with a couple of of projects, and I guess my my larger question is, um, what's that like? Like, what is it like to? Because you think of com like comic artists, you know, and they work for a studio. Um, you don't hear as much about freelance comic artists. What's that like? How do you sort of feel the confidence to step into that and start finding your way through that? It's weird, man. Um, uh, well, I mean, I have a lot of fans on my Instagram, so y'all get people approaching me with like, hey, man, I got this story idea. Mm -hmm. Like, can you illustrate it? And uh, if they're willing to 
pay my crazy rates like i'm like yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> and uh they usually have like a like a weird script and uh yeah i try to make sense of the scripts are always bad um i usually have to rewrite them so i can like understand what they're talking about <laughs> <laughs> and uh but they're usually like kind of fun uh i don't know and then i'm i've been approached by like a french company to like write my own comic for their website like it's like a french it's like webtoonfactory.com or something and uh so i've they're gonna like pay me to like write my own comic pretty much which is kind of cool it's like a lot of i've never written anything long form like it's easy to write like short stories but like writing something that's gonna be like potentially like 24 issues or something oh wow it's been like pretty rough it's been a good like i it's still like might not happen but it's like i've been trying hard to like under like learn how to write a story i've been studying my star trek episodes <laughs> been doing everything i can to make it like a good story but it, it's so hard to like connect all the now all the fat of the story and stuff i don't know it's been well, a good learning process well say say more about um, that where do, where do you go to learn about writing and develop like new skills in that area oh man um i have a book called like anatomy of a story so i've kind of been reading that but again it's like one of those things where it's like i wish i had like some sort of mentor to just like tell me all this stuff because like sometimes you read it and it's like abstract information like cool i don't know what any of that meant (laughs) also my reading comprehension is pretty bad so uh it's tough um like what i'll do is i'll i literally will like try to uh deconstruct stories that i like so actually like literally just like watch an episode of star trek tng and uh, i'll write down what's happening in every scene and then i'll i'll deconstruct that to it's like um like generic form of what's happening in the scene and then i'll kind of like start to notice patterns it's like self-teaching. It's a pain in the ass. I get to like ex- watch Star Trek, so that's cool. <laughs> I was um, just thinking that. Been... <laughs> how how bad can it be if you're? <laughs> it's been a dream. <laughs> if art college really, was like that, like... right? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough. I don't know, but I I found that to be very like helpful actually because I I uh picking out like the stuff I like in a story and stuff like that. So it's, it's becoming like very catered to how I would want to tell a story. And you may actually enjoy um, looking at the uh, recent videos from red letter media, where they um, talk about their favorite star Trek episodes and they actually deconstruct the, uh, the narration, the, uh, the, the narratives and the story structures. Like they say, there are this many types of stories in star Trek and they have every, before every commercial break, they have each act end, so you can figure out how they set up the stories based on uh, when the commercial breaks are. And that was really interesting. I had no idea, but I found out from watching a, a, a YouTube show that just talks oh, about yeah. entertainment stuff. Yeah, I've seen those. I've also, I mean, I have been looking up like how to write story videos also on YouTube, and even like how to write a Star Trek episode, <laughs> like those type of videos. And yeah, you learn a lot of like stuff. You're like, oh, cool. I'm gonna. Did we're you gonna, know like we're gonna some of the stories the... in Star Trek were like 
fan like submitted by fans yeah like they were taking oh, like fan-made scripts at some point what interesting fan yeah. fiction <laughs> Well, it's not fan fiction if the fan well i guess it is it's weird what's the where's canonized the yeah it's canonized <laughs> like what better way like fans like it's so like there's so many star trek episodes at some point where like fans will know star trek more than just like writers they're hiring right. on right so they'll know the continuity errors and stuff i don't know to like what extent they would use these scripts but it's it's, it's a thing they did so yeah. star trek aside uh there was another thing i wanted to bring up and uh it's dan Harmon's uh story Four act, uh, sorry, uh, the, the, his uh, his um, eight piece uh, story wheel, and he uses it for Rick and Morty. He uses it for a community, and it's basically a simplified version of the hero's journey. So that every episode, there's some kind of sequel thing where you end up at the very at the start of the episode, where you were at the start, but something's a little bit different. But you just go around the circle, you do every step for some characters, and some characters they don't learn their lesson, so they skip those steps, and then uh, you can quickly oh yeah i should probably look at that i don't really like dan Harmon's stuff so but <laughs> well you don't have to like his material you don't have to like the oh, writing snap. you can you can take the uh, yeah, simplified sounds interesting <laughs> or you don't have to you don't have to do it anything i say that's the thing this is just a suggestion. probably look into it probably <laughs> uh back to the star trek um <laughs> <laughs> what uh what is there anything in particular about do you just you're just a like a Trekkie or is there something particular about Star Trek that you liked in terms of analyzing the writing? Um, like it's the writing is usually like be rock solid. I mean, there are some, there's usually like no plot holes and, uh, that, yeah, just like Star Trek. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, that's fair. Every one of their, every one of the episodes is like, Oh man, that's like a really interesting, like, story that somehow ended up working in the end also a lot of them aren't heroes journey stories which is interesting so it's kind of cool to see like a different form of storytelling i mean my comic will probably be a hero's journey comic mm -hmm. but it's kind of cool to see like these different types of like stories that are that exist yeah um, totally. yeah star trek so <laughs> meg how has star trek influenced your career <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna name this podcast um, star I'm trek and drive star wars person. please forgive me <laughs> yeah, that's really a answer too but, yeah, but you, but not, you do have a familiar uh, i'm sorry you do have a a comic project that you're you're working on though can you tell us a little bit more about I do. that yeah. yeah um i've been working sort of like my very slow super I, I always describe it as my super indulgent side project um webcomic it's called isara and i have two like episodes that's what i call them out right now and i'm hoping to planning on releasing the third one at the end of this month on the 28th and it's kind of like a just to describe how it functions really briefly it's sort of like a video game cutscene or like a visual novel where it's loads like one screen at a time kind of like a cinematic like storyboard sequence and the text kind of loads in at the bottom still getting some of the technical kinks out of it but this is something i've working on been working on for the past year or two um as consistently as i can given the world you know being what it is right now mm -hmm. i was gonna say it's it a lot of work 
Oh, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and it is uh, very much like a textbook hero's journey <laughs> story. I mean, there's very a reason Joseph why Campbell. they work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what platform are, are you doing that on? There'll be information so, in the show so, notes, but I wanted to hear more yeah. about it. It's, it's just um, independently hosted since the format's kind of wonky. It doesn't really work for Webtoons. So is it actually like there's motion graphics involved? Uh, a bit, yeah. So you yeah. just do you're just doing that yourself, and like, what 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 software uh, are you using to do this? I make it in. Well, I just draw all the art in like Photoshop, like regular, mm -hmm. and then I put it all together with the text and everything in Adobe Animate, oh. and then a uh, a programmer acquaintance uh, friend cool. of mine uh, wrote a script that makes it export as like an HTML five web page, basically. Oh, it's I think I've seen them. Those are dope. I do remember <laughs> seeing some of those. Yeah, Thanks. no, they're really yeah. neat. I'm very, very slowly working on it, but it's coming together. <laughs> Is this just an outlet that you feel, just like as a personal project, or will it have larger goals and ambition I, as you go? I mean, I hope that people will enjoy it and then like like the story as much as. I love have what's you know been in my head for many years, but I wanted some like something just completely like where no person can like no like executive can give me notes or say it's like too much of this or too much of that or like you know no S M P <laughs> like um uh yeah just something that's like really personal that I have like a lot of control over storytelling wise from someone who's been working in like a really controlled collaborative studio environment professionally for many years. I want this to be very much like not that. And nobody can say like, you can't have that. It's for kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> so Dave, your animations have been mostly just on YouTube, right? You've sort of started wading into, into those waters. Yes. Tell us about that. Is YouTube um, seems pretty intense, <laughs> like daunting. Um, it has a, a, a it can have a lot to offer, but I, it, it's oh, I sort of like in the Instagram sort of similar vein. It's just like can be kind of mind boggling. Um, going into it, have you? Is there any research that you undertook to? sort of start finding a heading and what you want to do with YouTube? Um, well, I mean, working with Meat Canyon for like a year and a half now is pretty much... Mm -hmm. um, I haven't really like focused on YouTube or animation yet, so the last animation I uploaded was like a month ago, so it's not like... Uh, right now, my YouTube channel is just like a dumping ground for any video I want to watch when I'm like 90. So there hasn't really been any effort to like grow my channel, but if I were to like, whenever I start focusing on that stuff, be never, um, it's going to be like a, in a similar vein that like meat Canyon did it. Cause it'll be like simple animations, try to upload something every week, just be consistent. It's always like consistency is the key. Hmm. Then, uh, just make, try to make them as awesome as I can make them funny and horrific. <laughs> most of meat canyons stuff is so 
I think shout out Meat Canyon. Go watch his stuff. Uh, <laughs> or don't. Don't ruin your life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think what you mentioned was uh, consistency being key. And that seems to be consistent. Cut. No, it seems to be applied <laughs> to all platforms, uh, whether it's streaming or uh, posting on Instagram or uploading to YouTube. What everybody wants is a consistent schedule. Yeah. I mean, especially if one of your things like pop off, like those people are going to want to come back for more like soon. And then they'll, if it's, if there's nothing after that, they'll probably forget about you. <laughs> people have short attention spans these days. So, um, and it's tough with, I don't know. That's the end of that statement. <laughs> so, it's so hard. I, that's something I definitely struggle with, <laughs> like consistent anything uploads. No. Uh, I admire your uh, schedule keeping. <laughs> it does yeah, seem... you feel like there's uh, some momentum that you have to keep, right? Mm -hmm. And if you if you lose that momentum, then it's extra energy to take to start building it back up again. And it's just a mental drain, even though it's just doing one more thing, one more day. It's or one more week if it's an animation that takes an entire week. It's still the the drain of knowing that there's something else you have to do every week and can't stop ever, or you lose everything. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's it's nice when you start getting like paid for it. So there there's always like that incentive, but uh. I don't think it's necessary. I mean, look at like Mr. Beast. He uploads like once a month and he's he's like 50 million followers. So I mean, can like somehow if you're if your video is like really good and has like a really solid idea, I think that's what you should focus. Don't just like like upload crap. Like really spend time on like ideas people will remember and like remember that only you are putting that awesome idea out there or whatever it's not just like shit posts like, <laughs> like honestly wow. like one really good post is probably better than like seven like shitty posts they're like i don't know something to think about i haven't, I haven't done any of this i do the shit posts so <laughs> <laughs> but that is something i've been thinking about <laughs> Well, you, you've been thinking about it, and I think that's the important thing. And what we're you know yeah. interested in is is the consideration that you have given it, because you know it's a big part of it is all of the preliminary work that that goes into it that can sort of that goes unseen when people see it from the outside. You just show up one day, and there's a there's there's a giant Instagram following, big YouTube following, whatever, but. It's the little steps between here and there that no one sees that are like kind of the most interesting. And that's why it's curious for us to talk to you about it, you know, because even though it's not yet, you know, you're like, well, you know, I don't know, but you are thinking about it. So that's what is important to us. Um, you mentioned something, you know, about getting paid. YouTube can be a pretty nice place to be financially if you can get that traction going. Um, if you're, if you're inclined, do you mind discussing like any numbers that you've seen either other people working with or that you yourself have, uh, encountered, you know, what is, um, what kind of income can be generated there? 
Uh, I don't know if I want to give like actual numbers, but it can be. No, you don't have to be super specific. Pretty, pretty good. I would. Ow, I just got like a cramp in my leg. Hold up. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> um, can be. Uh, and I don't. I don't. It's hard to like. I. Doing okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so is like Meat Canyon. If I'm doing okay, Meat Canyon is doing. Uh, he's like a god. He's god tier. If you have like a, you plan for a, like a good merch drop, and like it all goes well, like you can make like a lot of money in like a weekend. So like that's where the benefits come in. I wouldn't say I know with like YouTube, like there's like the ad apocalypse and stuff. Um, so you probably won't make a lot of money from YouTube itself, especially if your videos are getting demonetized. If your following is there. You have like a, and you advertise your Patreon well. Talking about Meat Canyon, I'm doing none of this. I'm just <laughs> going off of what I've observed Meat Canyon doing. Wait, no, that's that's valid. Um, he's had some like he's he's been doing okay. I'll just say that. I would yeah, say like sure. uh, yeah, like Doctor. There's like Doctor, and then there's Meat Canyon. Okay. <laughs> Doctor and then Meat Canyon like that for <laughs> and then I'm like way like somewhere near the dentist's dental assistant, right? That's they right. suck. <laughs> 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 but, so the other thing is, is uh with with YouTube it isn't just that uh it itself can generate revenue, but there is a large audience already on YouTube that can find you and then support you elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I mean uh, if you can make, uh, I know it's like harder to make money from YouTube itself, but if, I mean, if you have a big following, like you should be making money via merch or Patreon or something. That's, that's where the focus should be. You shouldn't like rely on YouTube ads cause they can just like change any day. And then all of a sudden, like you're making no money. That's what happened to a lot of channels. <laughs> um, yeah. Keep your fault. Fo- if you have a big following, like keep them engaged. That's what I'm trying to do now. Like now that um, Instagram has started monetizing streams. So I've been like all over that. Hmm. And uh, it's been really cool to like actually meet a lot of the other like meet, you know, all these like followers that have you've never met. Like all it is is you post, they like your, cl- your picture and that's it. That's the interaction with the fans. But now that there's more of a interaction with the fans, like, uh, via stream like i think that's the key <laughs> hmm. I was going somewhere with this and then i forgot <laughs> like it's better for them to know who you are like you know i feel right, like you'll right. be more su- successful if uh, you have like a personality on your page somehow okay well speaking of interaction with your fans uh meg how have you uh found various ways to that you can interact with your stream with your community during a stream um well hmm. <laughs> i mean like i i feel like it's so so silly to say like i just read the chat but <laughs> um you know a lot of the interaction just comes from like i, I you know like if somebody is, is sort of becomes when i say like becomes a part of the community i mean it's someone who's been a frequent like a tinder that's not that's not the right word who's gone to a lot of streams and we we all kind of remember each other and i'm like oh hey how have you been like how how'd your job interview go how's school been like 
I try my best to like remember things about people and follow up with them and, and see, make sure they're doing good, you know? Um, and then uh, I try to also stay in, in communication, like on Twitter, Discord, stuff like that, you know, as best I can. I'm, sometimes I, I kind of forget to log in for like a day or two at a time, but <laughs> I, I try my best to be like present. And it really is just sort of like a, like a friendly community of everyone. How do you think uh, channel points and your channel rewards have factored into the familiarity with each other? Uh, I, I the 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 channel points. I don't know. On, on my channel, we just primarily use to feed my cat. To yeah, be that's, yeah. that, that's ninety percent of what the channel points are used for. Is you can redeem them for cat treats. Um, but yeah, little things like that. I feel like we've formed almost like community like um inside jokes or like little reoccurring like memes and stuff like that and i think that's present in the channel points in the emotes and just little like jokes things that are brought up really frequently and it becomes like oh remember that one time like you know yeah and that's a nice way to to kind of interact with everyone <laughs> like any group of friends and you yeah it, it's really not that different from Maybe like like a friend group you've known for a long time, and it's like, oh, do you remember that one time so and so did something? Like it kind of becomes like that, yeah. And I, then eventually this, you have to put a limit on how many cat treats you give. Yeah, is, we, we have a limit of three treats per stream, so that my cat does not turn into a absolute balloon. This is really <laughs> underscored by the the chat that we have currently. That like once you started talking about your cat treats, it was like three comments like. Oh yeah, here I am. I'm here for the cat treats. So many cat treats. <laughs> <laughs> this is obviously a popular uh, topic of conversation, but that's, he, I mean, that's awesome. The, um, I, I wish I, he was here right here. I don't know where he is. He's definitely like our, our mascot. He does not the, approve. The, the, inside, <laughs> the inside joke of the stream is that he's actually like the boss. I, I just work here and he's the person who's in charge of the, the channel, channel CEO. Dave, when are you going to get a cat? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, I need to get a cat. Yeah, yeah. actually, uh, it, <laughs> the, the secret to streaming is just get a pet. <laughs> and put them on camera and tell them to look cute. I always say about like illustrations, like if your illustration is bad, just put a dog in it or something and it'll, it'll make it better. Mm -hmm. Just default. <laughs> Everybody loves pets. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Well, we're coming up on uh, the end, I think. Um, and I just have to make a quick mention that Cryomera is showing up with a very large group of people. <laughs> and she always threatens to raid our channel mm -hmm. at the end. And she couldn't have timed it better. We are actually coming up on the end. Unless, Moose, <laughs> do you have any other questions or follow-ups? Got nothing? Nothing? All right. We have right. at the moment. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, have any other what? Never am I still, am I still I, uh, frozen? Am I back? <laughs> yeah. The rave was too powerful. You, you broke the podcast. <laughs> how how dare you? This but, is terrible. Uh, yeah, no questions this time around. Uh, I will just want to point out that in chat, whenever either one of you uh, had any little bits of uh, imposter syndrome poking through, 
you know, Art Turkle or somebody was saying, no, you, there's no room for uh, um, imposter syndrome in you. You're too good. So just uh, keep your head up, guys. You guys are awesome. Well, you know what? One last comment about that. I don't know if you would agree with this, Dave, or any or um, or uh, Moose or Joby, but I think the the more you grow your skills or your career, whatever you want to call it, the worse your imposter syndrome gets. I mm-hmm. like I've experienced that feeling more now than at any point in time before. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm, I'm still just like learning how to get better, pretty much. And uh, but now that people people see me as like a professional artist now, and I'm like, I'm still. I get better. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <it> same. <laughs> yeah. It's always a, a constant struggle. There's the graph that I don't know if either of you guys have seen it. I, anytime this comes up, I always like to talk about it because it's such a perfect illustration of this exact thing. And I don't know. I need to make a command for it just so it like comes up in chat whenever <laughs> this happens. Cause it's like, the the one line is your improvement in skill and then the other line is your improvement in ability to like self analyze or analyze your own ability and so like one is going up like this and then it'll flatten out and then the other one is going up and like crosses and then keeps and it makes this double helix pattern as like one is like always crossing and overtaking the other and so it's at times when your ability to analyze your own ability as an artist overtakes your skill as an artist that you're in that impot that's when imposter syndrome is is the worst i think and then you have like those moments where like your skill really like takes off and you're like i'm fucking awesome no imposters here and those are usually short-lived though i feel like the more that you do it those are shorter (laughs) (laughs) yeah right and then the imposter is like two years always comes back i don't know i've been like asked to like make a class for a website and i'm like like why i think what you were saying earlier meg it's like like what authority do i have to like teach people how to like i'm gonna like ruin their lives (laughs) so yeah it's when stuff like that comes up it's like oh you want me to teach people like i don't i guess there are like little things like fundamentals that everyone can agree on that it's easy mm-hmm. to teach that type of stuff. I don't know. Well, I think the I think the Do fundamentals. I... I think the fundamentals are everything. That's like what we're doing is like the process of getting better at art is just getting better at the fundamentals. Like there's nothing like after the fundamentals that you start learning. It's you're always just like getting better at that. So I would say do your do the educational stuff, man. Because the thing is that like there's always like a new way of hearing the same thing and. Someone might have gone through like 10 people before they got to your video and it act and then it actually clicks. Thank God the cat showed up. And I feel like if the cat hadn't shown up, <laughs> then the podcast is like cursed and this is all just going down in flames. But he, he came up. Taro, it's that's his name. It's a cat approved. Seal of approval. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Thank you, Ta- thank you, Tara. That's so awesome. Well, I only have really one more question for you guys. Um, Dave, you go first. What's something awesome that's happening in the world that you're really excited about? Not including anything that you're doing yourself. That doesn't count. Something else in the world that you're really excited about? Uh, the, the Mandalorian's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> haven't ruined it yet. 
Um, I would Knock say like now that they're bringing in they're bringing in like Jedi's and Boba Fett now, it does kind of feel <laughs> a little is. cheap now. But sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, gave a name to Baby Yoda, which I I didn't really like. But mm. yeah, I feel like they're doing a lot of stuff where it's like ah, it's slowly chipping away at the awesome, but it's still awesome. And uh, it was, it was awesome. Follow me, Canyon. <laughs> Awesome enough to take. No, it's a not awesome. It's drive-throughs at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to come up with our own, uh, our own uh, inside jokes here soon enough. Oh, we've already got it, and we've already got it. Megan, same question for you. Uh, I'm also really liking the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh shit! You can't have uh, the I'm same this answer. Season a lot more than I thought I would. I'm sorry. It's good. I, I have to... Surprise! It, it's, like it's, every it's, it's worth like, your Disney Plus awesome. subscription. <laughs> Um, something awesome in the world. Um, uh, I oh, Taco know. Bell took away all my favorite items. <laughs> no, like, stop. what's that about? It's not your turn anymore, Dan. <laughs> oh, Look, um, you- uh, the the CGI uh, Lupin the third, the first, whatever it's called, movie is coming out like in a week, and I'm super hyped to watch it. What what is it again? It What's looks, the name of it? It looks good. It's um the the it's Lupin the Third the First because of course it is okay. <laughs> Lupin Three the First. Um, he's sort of like a classic like um anime character. I guess there's been a lot of different adaptations. It's the first time they've brought the character to the CG, and the CG looks like really good. I'm excited to watch it. Like I just inject the art like directly into my veins. <laughs> is it gonna be on netflix or like i don't i'm not sure i hope so i think yeah. so maybe everything on maybe, netflix now maybe like hbo or something <laughs> and uh one last thing for uh self-promo for things that you do involve yourself so uh meg what are you currently working on that you want to let people know about or tell people where to find you um, I'm at McGanimation on uh, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and Behance. You can check out all of my art there, and you can check out my comic at uh, isaracomic.com, and also isaracomic with an I at the beginning um, on Twitter and Instagram as well. Those accounts are a little bit empty at the moment because I'm like barely updating them, but uh, it's something I want to really like focus on next year, 2021. Um, I have an Instagram called Dave Cave Draws. You can follow me there. Uh, now I said I would be a bad teacher, but I, I will be opening up mentorships <laughs> in January. It's a thing I've been working on. <laughs> wow, very cool. Um, and you can follow me on Twitch, Dave Cave Draws on Twitch. I, it's bad. Don't watch it. Where are the also, mentorships um, going to be happening? I'm going to watch it. Sorry, what? <laughs> Where are the mentorships going to uh, be I don't happening? Know mentorships uh what was the question sorry <laughs> where are the mentorships going to be happening um it'll be like a discord call i mean i'm probably okay. gonna it's probably gonna be like a tier in my patreon and yeah. i'll take in like taking like three people maybe and uh i'll be through like discord calls we'll hang out and draw i'll tell you how to draw better it's gonna be a fun okay. time i think <laughs> and all of this Let's information 
I feel like that's the best way to do it. Like I hate, like I can't like write a class. Like, it's hard to like. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we're just chatting and drawing, I can like sort of like slowly tell people why I do certain things. I'll do like draw overs of their drawings, like how they can break their construction down better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's like so many things that I think uh, I should tell people. I it sounded so douchey. <laughs> it sounds like uh, good YouTube content, though, like uh, mm-hmm. mentorships, uh, video recordings. Yeah. But yeah, I do want to do more like instructional video type things. But like, honestly, if you really want to get better, I feel like you need to have someone kind of like like uh, drilling you sometime. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like yeah. I don't know, watching those videos is like collecting stamps sometimes. Like you'll take in the information and then use none of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, like I said, some it's people that, then it's like that one time that where it clicks. I feel like most people are not learning anything. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, in portfolios, it. it's it's gonna be a thing. It's gonna be a thing. It's like the difference between uh, lifting weights and watching somebody lift weights. You actually uh-huh. have to do the work. <laughs> it's like reading about how to run faster, you know, and not you know. You can know how to run faster, but it doesn't mean you can run faster. So <laughs> you can hear about how it's important to be nice to people at the drive-through, but then you actually have to make the effort. <laughs> I'm nice to the people. I, I am nice. They are the ones that are giving me anxiety. <laughs> so, you you are the common theme and here, though. Me to so. have a nice day. Is it I really is it drive through people? You all are really, doing yeah. your best. <laughs> Thank, yeah. Yeah. Is it really everybody else, Dave? Or is, is it <laughs> you? I don't know. This that's a question for another time. If you, if we ever hang out in San Diego, we're going to some drive throughs <laughs> and then I'm gonna critique everything yes. I did wrong. Not to them. I'm nice to them. It's afterwards where I'm like, they didn't tell me thanks. <laughs> Dave's diners, drive-throughs, and talk ab- what's talk the, what's ab- the, how's the show intro go? <laughs> talk about uh, YouTube like content, Dave. Fuck, <laughs> you need to make YouTube videos about fucking drive-through shenanigans, man. Yeah, drive-through you know, reviews. You're quadruple D now. <laughs> a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's all of, not a bad idea. I might do that. <laughs> I'm saying, man, all of this information though that we just talked about, the the seriousness. The serious information all of that will be in the the show notes the drive through i don't know maybe um thank you guys thank you thank you thank you so much this was a lot of fun you guys both had so much great information um i really look forward to listening to this again because it, it, it takes a couple of times for it all to, to sink in so thank you guys yeah i hope i gave any information at all i feel like i barely answered your questions <laughs> <laughs> It's fun. No. It's been a lot of fun. Let's do it again. Let's have a drive-through episode. Oh yeah, no, for sure. So yeah, I'll see you guys soon. I'm gonna hit end on the.